The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Yeah, here we go. Hump Day Wednesday on the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Hopefully your day's going well. Digging this weather, by the way. Warming up a little bit as we start the month of March. Where'd February go? Went by in a hurry. Road dog in the house. He's ready. So is Derek Thomas, DT. We get another busy show together. Uh, get it going. A lot to talk about in a short time to get there. Bucks. Big. Take. All right. It was a disappointing loss for the Atlanta Hawks last night. New coach, same results. Obviously, a poor shooting night for the Hawks last night. You have some of those. And then the blown fourth quarter lead, so disappointing. So, so disappointing. DeJounte Murray got totally outplayed by the monster. The monster, yeah, Bradley Beal. Uh, Murray outscored by 22 in that matchup. And why didn't the new coach, Quinn Snyder, have bogey in the game for that last sequence when we were down three? I mean, bogey's knocking down shots uh, for four quarters, knocking them down. Hot shooting night. His butt's on the bench with the game on the line. Just don't understand it. Oh, well, I guess we turn the page and move on to the final 20 games of the season. Uh you know, I didn't really expect to see Quinn Snyder come in and turn this uh, team into an NBA champion uh, the first game out. But it was odd seeing Snyder not totally in control. And how could he be having just arrived a few days ago? Better get it together quickly, though. Dame Lillard hits town on Friday, then it's off to Miami for two, and then to Washington for two, Washington for two before coming home to face the Celtics. Now, I would not count on moving up and getting out of the play-in situation, Hawks fans. And Snyder may be the answer to getting it going long-term. But the debut, well, it turned out to be a lose, as Mel would say. Whatever happened to Mel? He didn't call in very much anymore. And there's your big take today. DT, you thought the same thing about Bogey. Where, why was his butt on the bench there at the end of the game? Yeah, I, I thought the same thing for for sure, Buck. And they did have a bunch of shooters out on the on, on the court at the time. But yeah, they, I, even when they showed the huddle there, Bogey is like running in place, doing like fake warm up shots. Like, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Um, so it was a little a little weird to see him on that. When, when obviously a down little weird down three, you desperately needed a three point shot. Um, and man, it was close. That, that I did not like that first shot selection from Trey Young, throwing up his his normal uh, way outside. But then 
how about the play from Clint Capella to get, to get that rebound, tip it straight to Trey Young, who then had a great look that, oh, man, we thought was going to go in. Well, look, it was a uh, – they struggled from the very start. I mean, a slow start Which, by the you know, Hawks. Just as you said, a brand-new coach, that's not to be unexpected, yeah, right? nobody's freaking out on that. No, no reasonable person would be freaking out on that. But just one of those games where it was tough to watch. We got off to a slow start. We struggled to get the lead. Finally uh, tied the game at the end of the first quarter. Got a, a lead in the second quarter. And we led from the second quarter all the way to the three-minute mark in the fourth quarter. And never once was I thinking, we're going to put this game away. We're going to put it away. We've got the lead in the second half. Uh, I believe we're up to nine, uh, maybe ten points at some of the moments during the second half of the game, but never felt confident we were going to be able to put these guys away. Because then Bradley Beal happened. And I know there's some people killing on Trey. that some of the uh, sports talk hosts in this town, I'm sure, picking on are going to pick on Trey later today. I don't think it had anything to do with Trey. I, I think it was DeJounte Murray that had the tough game last night. He couldn't throw it in the ocean. Couldn't throw it in the ocean. And then he's got a D up on Bradley Beal, who was an absolute monster. 17 for 30 from the floor for Beal last night. We could not handle him. We could not slow him down. And I believe it was that matchup in the game, Beal on Murray, where the Wizards got the best of the Atlanta Hawks. But uh, we'll just turn the page and move on. Quinn Snyder's going to be fine once he learns what's going on here. Had to be a tough spot for him, really uncomfortable. You're right. That was I mean, a frustrating. He was laying on the beach down in uh, Costa Rica uh, just a couple of days ago. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? Now he's running the Atlanta Hawks. But for real, Buck. As you said, we couldn't expect just immediate, you know, Quinn Snyder to have his hand, his fingerprints all over this team immediately. It's going to take time. Hell, he even had Joe Prunty was was the one drawing up that that play at the end of the game. Yeah, absolutely, and it makes perfect sense because Joe Joe's Prunty done a fine job. Has been right here, knows the personnel, knows what they're doing. But it is exciting to think about. I, as as I've heard so many times, Quinn Snyder called a program builder. It's exciting to think about going in the off season from. Just a couple of weeks ago, we were all thinking, you know, what are we going to do here? Some people were even suggesting blowing up the entire thing and now hopefully get some real stability going into the offseason, put the program in place, obviously tinker with the roster, but there's reason to be excited about next season. Yeah, I was really encouraged by the interaction, the uh, communication that he has. I saw that once during the course of the game, timeout, he actually went and kneeled down in front of Trey and they had a private conversation. I'm assuming... Coach Snyder was explaining what he was about to tell the team as far as what they were going to do in the next possession. He, I like that. He seems to have a good mix of intensity while also still being likable and respectable at the no same time. No doubt about right? it. Let's chop it up, man. For the latest on the Braves, it's time to go chopping. Talk about an overreaction, dude. There are a lot of people, they are, they are criticizing Ian Anderson today. After that performance he had yesterday with the Braves down in spring training, some guys at the coffee shop were all upset this Gone. morning. Yeah, they were thinking, okay, good good time to go ahead and fire Ian Anderson. Then the locker room show, some of the guys on the locker room show were uh, you know, heavily critical of, of Ian Anderson, too. And Yeah, I'm not worried at all about it right now. Now, I know last season... 
Uh, he got roughed up. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, his ERA was five, finished the season in AAA, got hit really hard last season. But uh, Ian Anderson is trying to morph into a different type pitcher. He's got some new pitches. He's obviously working on some of these things. Uh, his delivery's working on a little bit, too. First outing of the spring. And I can't, if I had a dollar for every time I had heard through the years with any team about one of their starters getting roughed up in the spring training debut, and then after the ball game, you would hear, you know, the criticism raining down on these these pitchers. And a lot of the time, most of the time, you would hear the starting pitcher talk about, hey, just working on some stuff, man. I'm not trying to go out there and throw a no-hitter. So let me calm the fears. Let me tell these knuckleheads out there that are freaking out over Ian Anderson to chill, man. Chillax a little bit. To sound like Aaron Rodgers, chill out. Guy's uh, working in a new slider, all right? He's trying some different things with his pitches, his delivery. He's not going out there yesterday trying to throw a no-no in this game. So please chill. I mean, they're not going to send him down to the minor league camp. They're not going to release him. They're going to continue to work with the guy. You know, I just, I'm just over. <laughs> I got to roll my eyes when I hear these people talking Braves and they're in this situation just killing Ian Anderson. Relax. Now, I did notice the fastball velocity was a couple of notches down. Uh, the slider, the new pitch, the slider he's been working on did allow the three-run home run that was hitting the game. But give the man a pass. Chill out. At this point, it's not a big deal. It's not a regular season game. It's not a postseason game. The guy's working on some stuff. My goodness. R E L A. X. Relax. Relax. You got Freed, our, our ace. You got Strider, man. He uh, He's going to be better than he was a year ago, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Kyle Wright. Buck, I have Charlie Moore. Your lips to God's ear about Spencer Strider being better than he was last year. I love that. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm not, expecting not him much to be dominant. To go up. Yeah, I love it. Fifth spot in the rotation, obviously up for grabs with Anderson, Soroka, Elder. But with a first timeout in spring training, I know we're just being fans. We overreact. Let's not overreact with Ian Anderson. We'll see what he has on Sunday. It's a spring training debut for crying out loud. Chill. Well, Buck, you mentioned, yeah, we know he's working on the new pitch, bringing the slider in, which will make him a more effective starter um, if he's able to have a, a quality third pitch to go to. But doesn't the – I know it's in the first first outing in the spring. Velocity probably not going to be where you expect it. But well, it's just a tick or two down. Yeah, that – what, 91, 92 consistently? Yeah. Yeah, and I – look, I've been So that slow. doesn't concern you, though, yeah. No, I, I've been slow to, you know, go all in on this velocity craze anyway. Yeah, just prefer a guy that knows how to pitch move the ball around in the strike zone, in and out of the strike zone, change speeds. I'm more into that than how hard you can throw it. You know, as a hitter, as a batter, you could time up the fastball, time up a freight train, 
But the guys that really give you trouble are the guys that know how to pitch. So don't be freaking out about the velocity either. I mean, instead of 94, it was like, you know, 92 and a half. It's no big deal. He's right. going He's going to be okay. All right, good. Thank you, Buck. If he's not, we'll lean on Soroka. If he's not going to be okay, we'll see what Bryce Elder has. Yeah, you talked about, you've been talking about the storylines all season long. That fifth and, you know, obviously potentially sixth and seventh starter that you're going to need. That's been a, uh, it's a big storyline headed into the regular season. Man, we are fired up. Did you hear the locker room blowing it up? We've got our March uh, mania extravaganza going on at Harris. It's our next generation fan trip. March Mania Extravaganza, and you're going to hear more about this in the coming days. Your shot to join your favorite 680 show at Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort in Cherokee, North Carolina. One winner and a guest will win a two-night stay at Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort. A round of golf. Be our guest at the 680 The Fan March Mania Extravaganza reception at the Sportsbook inside Harris Cherokee Casino for the first two days of the big tournament. To enter to win, visit social media channels on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at 680thefan. you got to be 21 or older to win. A legal Georgia resident and register before March 11th to be eligible to win. And if you don't win and still want to join us, look for the exclusive 680 March Mania Extravaganza booking link on the contest page and book your discounted room today. And listening to the locker room show, you're going to save hundreds of dollars on that discounted room today. Check it out. Available while supplies last. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at Harris. Coming up next, man, we're going to hang with Chris Mortensen. Plus, got our uh, Infinity of Gwinnett. We're going to monitor or uh, go with uh, dictate the content in the final segment of the show today. So, 404-231-1680, you want to vote on that. A lot to come. Glad you're here. It's the Blue Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here. And as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Got the Bud Blue 
Bruce Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Got some breaking news coming down on Jalen Carter and the tragic accident that uh, happened recently over at UGA. Ray Judice is going to join us at 1035. We'll dive into some of that disappointing news that is breaking this morning. Uh, glad you're with us here on 680. Uh, you can listen on 93.7 FM also, streaming at 680thefan.com. And also you can listen on the fan app, driven by Beaver Toyota. And that is the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. Let's get to more. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. ESPN's Chris Mortensen, the fan's truest on-up NFL insider, joins us on the Hobson & Hobson newsmaker line. Mort, uh, Lamar Jackson, what... Falcons fans are still waiting uh, on this Lamar Jackson franchise tag to drop. Reportedly, the Ravens and Jackson over $100 million apart in negotiations. Mort, what are you hearing about this franchise tag that is yet to come down? Yeah, the, the, the whole concept of being $100 million apart uh, would need more light upon what the, what the terms are being offered. So, uh, listen, there's no doubt in my mind the Ravens will put the franchise tag on uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I would believe that it will be the exclusive franchise tag. Oh, wow. In which, well, in which they would you know, guarantee him $45 million, but then no other team could put an offer sheet on him. No team, I'm talking about the Ravens, wants another team to put an offer sheet, to, to put a contract together for a player they intend to keep. Now, I think they're open to trade, but they would want more than two number ones for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So that's why I think it's going to be the exclusive tag. And if they can't come together on a deal, it could simply be, we're going to play this year with Lamar Jackson and see how it goes. Or let's go ahead and take your best offers. And whether that offer, listen, I think in his mind, he's, he, you know, he, he likes he he would take the big, fully guaranteed deal from Baltimore, obviously, but I think that Miami is on his mind. That's where he's from, and there's no settled discussion on Tua Tungavailoa yet down there, and so uh, yeah, and Atlanta fans certainly would be interested if uh, if it becomes a, a matter of trade. It's going to be significant compensation. You think of the biggest trade in, in the history of football, and and put Lamar Jackson's name next to it. That's the type of deal it will be. More a lot of talk about these quarterbacks with the combine uh, getting underway in Indianapolis, uh, measured and weighed, and Bryce Young at the top of that conversation. Uh, Todd McShay reporting that he's measured in at 5'10 and a half. And uh, some people would downgrade him because of that. Uh, More if you can play, you can play, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, he's a unique uh, evaluation for teams. He just he just is. I mean, uh, and but that's exactly about where, where teams thought he would come in. Yeah, there's no surprise there. It didn't matter what they listed. They thought he'd be uh, right around five eleven or just under five eleven. And and his weight, uh, I know he was hoping to hit one ninety eight, uh, and it's probably why he's not working out. 
at the combine because it was more about you know yes he's throwing and, and working out and working out a workout at his, at his pro day, but listen teams are gonna we're doing this evaluation knowing he was short anyway. He's a heck of a football player. Uh, there aren't many in the, in it, with his size, no matter how good they've been, who have had truly a successful, uh, you know, Super Bowl type of career. Uh, but he, he is a special, unique guy. And in today's game, and the spacing in the in, 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 in the NFL is different. It's, it's tighter spacing because of the hash marks compared to college. But it's, it's going to be tough for a team to pass up on him. But there are some teams that absolutely believe in the uh, traits, uh, full, full traits when you're talking about a guy being taken that high. Moore, can we just go ahead and assume that the Bears are going to move out of that number one spot? Yeah, I, I, yes. The answer to that is yes. You, you go ahead and assume it, and if you're wrong and anybody calls you out <laughs> on it, just refer them to me. <laughs> and will it be, uh, you know, the team that moves up? Is there any question as, as to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud in the mix here? I, I think that's those are the two guys. I mean, uh, I do know a couple of teams. Listen, we've talked about this before where Will Levis of Kentucky is a very uh, polarizing guy, but there are some teams that love him as the best guy. Is it enough love to move to number one? I don't think so. I'm not ruling it out. Uh, and I will say that the most interesting quarterback, besides the three guys we've just talked about, uh, is, is Anthony Richardson of Florida. He should have stayed in school, would have been the number one pick in the draft next year, I think, had he, had he done it. But as you saw this week, Seattle, which has the fifth pick in the draft because of a trade, I mean, I mean because of acquiring that pick last year, they, they're saying that we've, we, we're definitely looking at quarterbacks because we don't get, we're not picking the top five or top ten usually. And this is a unique chance for us, even with Geno Smith. And so people think that a guy like Anthony Richardson is ideal for a Seattle Seahawks team that is going to want to develop a guy uh, behind Geno Smith, whether that be Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson you know, I have a hard time knowing that how few reps these backup quarterbacks get. But let's let's look at the Packers. Jordan Love all of a sudden started to look like a quarterback last year in year four, and not having being forced to play. So uh, it's a it's going to be an interesting draft, and and the combine provides a window into it a little bit. Yeah, Richardson is so raw, and I spent some time on the show yesterday talking about some video that video breakdown that I had uh, done couple of days back, uh, just so raw as far as reading coverage and uh, just mechanically with his footwork and, and so forth that he, I totally agree, would have totally benefited going back, playing one more year. And being a former quarterback, Morton, I don't know how you develop that that quickly, just standing and watching or going through practice. I, I think you got to play the game to really develop yeah. into a better quarterback and you know, if you're if, if one of these teams are going to take Anthony Richardson, he's going to be watching for a couple of years. Listen, your reps matter. Your reps in high school matter. Your reps as a in college matter. I know that was the one thing about Trevor Lawrence that people felt pretty secure about. You know, is that this is a guy who had all of these reps in the high school at Cartersville there in Georgia, 
who then went to Clemson and had all those reps there. And so he walked into the NFL, and there's going to be a learning curve. And then, wow, now we see what he's going to – now we know it all pays off. So I think it's very difficult. I mean, I think that, you know, that's why, you know, I I just think it's important for you to have two, three years of of college uh, starting years before you come. And they they get fewer reps in the NFL right now than ever. Rookies, young players do, because of the union and the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, Andy Reid has a formula on how to develop guys. He did that with Patrick Mahomes the year that Alex Smith came out. And and, and uh, but you know Patrick Mahomes had started for for three years basically right at, at Texas Tech yeah so he, he, even he had that playing time yeah playing the game that's how you get better that's how you improve <laughs> more to uh, some breaking news coming down with Jalen Carter uh, reportedly involved in the tragic wreck that happened after the national championship game parade uh, looks like things are going to be changing here in the coming days as far as where he might be drafted. Well, listen, it's, it's, it's such a raw wound. I, I still, as you know, it's, it's tragic. We're talking about tragedy. Uh, an arrest warrant's been issued. Was he was he drag racing that night? Uh, I think the biggest question on is as it relates to the draft, and this is very, this is just the business we're in. Is is he facing serious enough charges that could impact his availability? Yeah. Otherwise, still going to go where he's going to go unless they, they have more more things that they uncover along the way. So, I mean, unfortunately, we all maybe – I know I thought I was immortal when I was that age, and we all know that immortality is 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 just – it's not there. <laughs> we may be, believe in eternal life, but immortality where you think I can, I can do anything and I'll be okay – that's part of being young, and I think NFL teams recognize that it's just un- so unfortunate and tragic that this involved a loss of life. Uh, I do not think, unless he is going to be charged and facing potential, uh, really uh, penalties, jail time, that type of stuff. I don't think it, it will impact his draft status. More great stuff as always. Uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. All right, same to you, Buck. Chris Mortensen, our uh, NFL insider here on the Buck Palooza Show. Man, we appreciate more. Got Ray Judice, our uh, favorite attorney, will be coming up and joining us uh, here in a few moments. Right now, though, let's talk Falcons football. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Let's talk a little Falcons football here. Terry Fontenot, the general manager for the Falcons, with a press conference yesterday at the Combine and was talking a lot about what's going on with the Falcons and the way they're going about their business. Let's hear from Terry. He uh, talks about what he focuses on, about bringing in good players. The thing that we really want to focus on when we're bringing players in is making sure we're adding to the culture and because we have a really strong culture and we do things a certain way. We have an identity, so we want to have cohesiveness with that. So we want to make sure we're bringing in more so than skill sets the right types of players. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about that, that they boxed in the this idea that we need somebody to come in and, and fit exactly uh, what we believe in, our culture, which is, as I understand it, development 
and competitiveness. So does that mean you're going to ignore the most talented guy in the room to take somebody that might be the most competitive guy in the room? I'm a little concerned about that. Let's hear about Terry, who also has a lot of money to spend as far as the Falcons being under the salary cap. Here's more Fontenot. Clearly, we have a lot of cap space, and clearly we have a lot of flexibility. That was a part of the plan. This is the phase we're in. But we have to be cautious because we're not trying to get instant credibility or win a press conference. Or We want to make sure that, that we're bringing in the right types of players. Oh, here we go building. again. And when you have a lot of cap space, there's a reason you have a lot of cap space. That means you have a lot of work to do. We have to add to every position, every phase. So we just want to make sure we have the right discipline again, not just outside the building, but inside the building as well. And we're doing the right things. We have to set parameters because if we don't, then we could get ourselves in a bind. Yeah, there we go again. That same storyline, same theme. They're obsessed with the type of player player they can develop player that's competitive hadn't heard anything about the skill set how talented they are that 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 concerns me a little bit now the falcons who obviously uh, they've been in the need for a, a quarterback saw two years ago they had the fourth pick in the draft their best shot to take a quarterback in years and they passed over that opportunity last season the eighth pick in the draft Getting passed on the quarterback, with the exception of Ritter, who they took in the third round. Typically, you're going to get your quarterback there in the first round. And if you're one thinking, okay, Desmond Ritter is the guy they're going to build around, well, think again. Here's Fontenot talking about how they're still looking for quarterbacks. Desmond's done some good things, um, and, and, and we know he's going to continue to improve this offseason, and yet we're going to add to the position. Um, whether it's free agency, the draft, or both. Um, we've talked about the quarterback position and how we want to make sure we continue to add to that position and we want to keep bringing players in. So um, really excited about Desmond, and yet we're going to add to the position. Yeah, so uh, look for the Falcons to be adding. I, I'd be stunned if they added a quarterback in the draft and in free agency. That might just be me. As far as free agency goes, know this. These guys the Falcons go after. I would assume they would have other offers coming in from other teams. So let's say the uh, the 49ers were going after the same player the Falcons were going after. Falcons are going to have to overpay to get that free agent to come to Atlanta. And they're going to have to overpay... Because, well, we've had five consecutive losing seasons in a row. These players, for the most part, they want to get their money and they want to win. So all things even, probably not going to come to Atlanta. Falcons are going to have to overpay to get some of these players to come in and put this Falcons uniform on because, well, because of the losing. So there's a reminder on that. Uh, Fontenot yesterday, really interesting that he spoke about the value they put on the Senior Bowl experience. They've drafted 11 players in the last two drafts that they studied and got a chance to watch and talk to down at the Senior Bowl. And also learned, too, that they have internally, they've got their big board 
the Falcons complex, and they have a, a peach icon they put next to the Georgia play, players from the state of Georgia. Fontenot comes from the Saints. Well, there's a lot of discussion there uh, with the Saints about why they never take LSU players. So I found that interesting. There's some Falcons talk for you. Yeah, let's get to the roundtable. Got some breaking news out there we need to hit. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far side line, 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring in our 680 The Fan legal analyst Ray Judice joins us on the show. We always appreciate you coming on, Ray. And got some breaking news out there as it relates to Jalen Carter. Coming down uh, overnight, the AJC had some of the story, and now more details are coming out. Uh, and a warrant uh, it has been issued for Jalen Carter. What do you know, Ray? Well, thanks for having me, Buck. His tragic story just gets worse and worse. Uh, two <clears throat> arrest warrants now for Mr. Carter. They are both for misdemeanors. That should be put on the record. Of course, he has a presumption of innocence. Let's state that clearly. Those charges are for reckless driving and racing. Uh, I am not aware that he has turned himself in yet. I assume that will happen shortly with legal counsel. He'll be booked, fingerprinted. They'll have some sort of a bond, whether it's a cash bond or a signature bond. And he he will be released on these misdemeanor charges. And uh, then the process will begin. Yeah, this uh, the story's not going away anytime soon. No, you and I talked about it real briefly when uh, a couple of attorneys made a statement that this is going to be resolved quickly and easily, and I, I gave you a one-word response to that, <laughs> to which which may have been a little crude. But knowing the legal process and knowing that none of the scientific information had yet been released, uh, as now is starting to be released, so we know a few things, at least from the reporting, that the driver of the Ford Expedition, uh, she was, her blood alcohol level, toxicology has now come back at a 0.197.08 grams percent being the uh, DUI level here in Georgia. So she's plus two times the legal limit at the time of the accident. Uh, they probably downloaded what's called or referred to as the black box inside that expedition which indicates that uh, just before the crash, the vehicle going 104 miles per hour. You know, we all assumed that the car was going pretty quickly when you looked at the vehicle, the SUV, when you looked at the post-accident damage and the uh, telephone poles being mowed in half. Uh, and then there's some potentially more problems. And it, again, I'm only going by what the reporting says. I don't have any firsthand information. But if Mr. Carter, who initially said he was nearby, like following the expedition, if his story has changed, so quote-unquote evolved uh, since his first statements to law enforcement, uh, he may also be looking at obstruction charges if those statements are under oath. That's perjury uh, under the law. So I don't know that we're going to see the last of the charging in this case. 
Uh, good information, Ray. We appreciate you jumping in with us today and sharing some of that with us and our audience. Thank you, Buck. We'll keep an eye on this one. This has got a lot of legal ramifications, both to all the individuals involved, as well as the university and the state school system, the region system, and just the public in general. And we'll look forward to hearing you on 680 The Fan coming up later this week on the uh, Locker Room Show. 680 Legal Analyst, Ray Judice. Thank you, Buck. Appreciate it, Ray. We appreciate you, man. Always good to get Ray in to address some of these things. Some disturbing news coming down, being released today. As we learn more about the uh, tragic wreck that happened uh, after the parade went down over in Athens celebrating the national championship. We'll come back with a college football nugget and a final word. Stick around for that. It's the Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here. And as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Come on. Come on. Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. It's time for you to take the wheel, and Finitive Gwinnett wants you to drive the content. As you get to decide what we talk about in this final segment of the show, presented by Infinity of Gwinnett, empower the talk, empower the drive, and what a surprise. They want more college football. Mmm, tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Again, sources telling Sports Illustrated the uh, Tennessee Volunteers under Jeremy Pruitt's guidance. Well, there's some illegal recruiting going on. You may have heard about the money in the McDonald's bags. Four assistant coaches expected to receive show-cause penalties. Now, what does that mean? Show-cause penalties of three to five years. Well, that means uh, no working in college football for the next three to five. You're going to have to find employment outside of college football. Even uh, Pruitt's wife reportedly involved. 
18 blatant level one violations. Oops. Going on. And uh, a little embarrassed to say that, well, one of those coaches, Shelton Felton, is the current coach at my high school, Valdosta High. That's not his real name, is it? Yeah. Shelton Felton, Coach Felton. Current Valdosta High School head coach. Which obviously does not reflect real well on Valdosta High right now. I mean, we just got through with the Rush Probes deal. And now this dark cloud. These coaches admitted violating ethical conduct, providing false and misleading information. Jeremy Pruitt, not to be trusted. And there's your college football nugget today. The college football nugget. Want to invite you to check out our podcast. Uh, you can find those at thepodcastpark.com. Brought to you by our friends at Associated Credit Union. Right now, I've got episode 82 up. Talking Braves baseball with my man Dale Murphy. Episode 81 was talking Braves baseball with my man Jeff Francoeur. So I want to invite you to check those out. So we'll get ready for the start of the baseball season coming up. And I have a few extra moments. I wanted to dive back into some Falcons talk before we move on to the final word. There is some talk out there. Uh, look, that when you look at the Falcons' needs coming into free agency and the draft, you can basically name every single position group. And one of those position groups that uh, you see mentioned as if you're surfing out there and you're looking for draft information and what these teams' needs are and uh, some of the players or positions they're going to be attacking in free agency in the draft, you're going to see wide receiver mentioned for the Atlanta Falcons. You just are. Even though the, the previous two drafts, They've taken big wide receivers with their first-round pick. Now, I don't look at Kyle Pitts as a tight end. Arthur Smith does. I look at him as a big receiver. And then last year, Drake London taken with a first-round pick, another big receiver. So I'm a little, well, not all uh, on board to, to use a high draft pick on another big receiver. But look, I'm all for, uh, you know, if the third round, uh, fourth round rolls around and there's a receiver on the Falcons board that they really like, I'm all for uh, selecting a big receiver at that point in time. So look up time. I've seen a lot of these projections and associations as I continue to study what's going on leading into the combine this week and then free agency in the draft. And I keep seeing Zay Flowers would be a great fit for the Atlanta Falcons. He'll be a first-round pick. Falcons aren't taking him at eight. Forget about it, as they say up north. Josh Downs, I believe is a Metro Atlanta kid, played at North Carolina, put up some big numbers. He's an undersized receiver. 5'10", 175. Probably be a good fit for another organization. Don't see that as a fit for the Falcons. He's projected to be a second-round pick. Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Boy, he put on a show last season, putting out some huge numbers. For the Tennessee Volunteers, six foot 185, did a lot of damage deep vertically down the field. Looks like he'll be a second-round pick. 
Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. Six foot, 200. He would fit the Falcons and Arthur Smith and what they desire at receiver. Looks like a second-round pick. Don't expect the Falcons to go big receiver in the first or second round. Third round might be a different story. And there are a couple of guys just looking at the receiver class in the upcoming draft that are big targets that would fit into what Arthur Smith wants out of a wide receiver. He wants big physical targets. Guys that most likely would be available in the third round. And as you watch the combine later this week, you might get a a little uh, deeper look at these two guys that I really like. One is Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. Tough. See him uh, coming down with a lot of those 50-50 balls. Really good and tight coverage. Not a lot of uh, yards after the catch. But a big target. Physical guy. 6'3", 215. Probably saw him play a lot of ball at Tennessee. He looks like a good fit in the third round. And then a kid, uh, this part of the country here in the Deep South, you probably hadn't hadn't had a chance to see much out of Michael Wilson out of Stanford. Six foot one, 215 pounds, really athletic and smooth. Believe he was a team captain at Stanford, so it would fit the culture that they're looking for. Looks like a third-round pick. He looks like a guy that could be a, a fit for Arthur Smith and his Falcons offense. So, you know, just a heads up, keep an eye out for Cedric Tillman and Michael Wilson as far as the big receiver targets go in the National Football League. Are you for the Falcons taking a tight end, uh, taking a uh, receiver in the upcoming draft, DT? I mean, we've already seen it. <laughs> In my category, we talked about it last. The last year. two years, the same the same thing happened last year, though, and it's because when you look at this team and folks like like you and me that have been watching them be just lousy in the trenches for so many years, you think there's no way they can take a, a wide receiver or a tight end at the beginning of the draft. But then you realize that those were big holes. That was a big, huge hole at wide receiver going into last year because it's of Calvin still, Ridley. It's exactly, and it's still a big, huge hole for the Falcons. I personally, I, I I wouldn't like it. I'd be it would be the same same old thing as you've talked about. I would not want to see a receiver drafted at eight overall. Uh, but it's a need. But no, no, we can't have it in the first round. No. Yeah, no first round pick. I mean, come on, uh, two first round picks in a row with a big receiver, Kyle Pitts, but Drake Lund. The receiving room needs to be filled out. So yes, I'm I'm not against uh, drafting a receiver at some point in this draft. Yeah, third round, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'll take that. Taking a big receiver there, Tillman or Wilson, keep an eye on those two guys. Really like both of them. Time for the final word on the show. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. There is a uh, publication on Sports Talk Radio that is available nationally, and the name escapes me uh, right now of this publication. Uh, yeah, Barrett Media. Barrett Media. And as I understand it, there's a uh, local sports talk host that was saying that he hired everybody in this town, and he mentioned my name. They spell my name wrong, but that's okay. My name's been spelled wrong, you know, a thousand times. So that's not really a big deal. It was the false information that was provided. This talk show host 
Stephen is his name, saying in this that he hired me in Sports Talk Radio. And I just wanted to come forth and say that Stephen never hired me to come on and and do Sports Talk Radio. So I just wanted to get that out there, correct the uh, misleading information in Barrett Media. I was told he hired virtually everyone in this entire city, Buck. Well, and look, normally I wouldn't say anything about this. But if they had spelled your name right, you wouldn't have brought it up, well, right? Yeah, again, it's not a big deal. Baloo's <laughs> been misspelled. Maybe they were talking about a different Buck Baloo, you know? It's been misspelled so many times, it's not a big deal. But saying that he hired me, that is misleading information. Stephen never hired me. I can assure you of that. So I just wanted to get that corrected in the final word today. Got Nick and Chris coming up next. So uh, stick around for that. We are back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. I hope you'll join me. So we keep it real here on 680 The Fan. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerney? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here. And as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.